0: Welcome to Bible Chicks, women who are normally just as-is, but we're at our supernatural best when we choose to read, believe, and live out God's Word, whatever's going on in our lives. So get ready to laugh with us and be blessed as you hear our unique stories and inspiring music. Thanks for joining us. It's going to be good.
1: Reading, believing, living is Word. Praying, Never receiving all the truth that we've heard Loving and growing and hoping our faith is showing Don't you know we're Bible chicks?
0: I'm Carol Brewer, and welcome to another Bible Chick show. We Bible Chicks are imperfect women following a perfect Savior, so I'm glad you could join us today. We're going to start with a song called, I'm Walking With My Lord Today, and then we'll have our special guest, Babby Mason. We'll be right back.
1: Jesus is keeping me company and we're walking in wild cold Before I thought his holy presence My path was as dark as night me and myself, but now my lord and I are never apart Wherever we go, whatever we do, is always by my side
0: An incredible guest! She has won two Dove Awards, eleven nominations, nominated for Grammys and Stellar Awards. She was nominated Female Vocalist of the Year, Songwriter of the Year in 2010. My guest has was inducted into the Christian Music Hall of Fame. How honored and blessed I am to introduce to you today and welcome Babby Mason. Welcome, Babby. Thank you so much for taking time to be with Bible Chicks today.
2: Oh, Carol! It's such a privilege to talk with you today, and I just give a great big hallelujah and a hello to all the Bible chicks out there. Hey, <laughs> man! Wonderful audience.
0: Oh yes, how wonderful! Oh, you know, we are going to go back to the beginning, like we do with all our guests, because you—you know—I was interested to read your story of how you got started in music at age nine. My goodness. And before that?
2: Yeah, I got started pretty early in life. Actually, I think, you know, I think it was born in me. It's in my DNA. I'm a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. And long even before the age of nine, I was singing in my daddy's church. It was kind of a prerequisite, a prerequisite for living in his house. You had to be involved in the church. And uh, so as far back as I can remember, I was singing in the choir, even as a preschooler, singing in the youth choir, and picking out songs on the piano that was in our house. And very early, around 86, my mom and dad recognized that there was a love for music and a natural gift in there, and they got me a good piano teacher. And I started playing by notes, and, but in my daddy's church, we didn't sing a whole lot by note. And so I had the gift of playing by ear and was starting to play a few songs for the youth choir around early elementary school, and by the time of age nine, our uh, pianist at the church moved away, and Dad looked at me one Sunday morning, and even though I had about a four-chord vocabulary, <laughs> Dad looked at me and said, "Bab, today you're going to play. And I played for almost 20 years for the church up until the day I got married and moved to Georgia. And along that way, you know, the Lord just began to stir up that gift, Carol, and bring the good stuff to the top. And I found myself falling in love with music. Of course, I... I grew up not far from Motown in a little town called Jackson, Michigan, and so it was real easy to fall in love with the music of that era. And of course, being uh, involved, really involved in the life of the church, and and listening to wonderful gospel music. My mom was a great singer, and my dad was a great preacher.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: it it really, I really got a great on the job experience long before stepping out in faith as you know, into music as a ministry, it really became a, a lifestyle very early in life.
0: What a blessing, because I know a lot of our listeners like myself did not grow up in a Christian home and have that incredible heritage that you have, that that great beginning, that uh, stabilizer that got you started early on and, and all your experience playing in, in church every day. You know, you have to come up, you, you gain a lot of experience because you have to come up with a new song order every week and you know just that sort of that pressure of getting ready and so you learned at nine years old you started doing that so that really set you up and then you studied music further after you know in your college years is that right that's correct
2: of course you know even as early as middle school and high school you know carol you're a musician and you you establish that discipline Mm -hmm. as, as a young music student you you get in the habit of rehearsing and you get in the habit of of working together as a group with other choir members, and you establish those relationships. That and that mentality that musicians have. You know, we we just have it. You you show up for rehearsal. You you bring your discipline to the classroom. You rehearse. You perform. You're getting ready for the next uh, performance. And that that lifestyle just began to be integrated into me very early on. And after graduating from high school, I got a scholarship at a wonderful Christian school. Of course, I had my plan. I wanted to go to Motown. That was, that was Babby's plan. I wanted to be a Motown singer. Motown was just down the road, 70 miles. And I figured, hey, if, if, if Diana Ross and Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, man, if they can do it, I can, I can get to Detroit and find me a song like Dancing in the Street. Somebody can discover me. It was my dream to go to the University of Michigan but it was God's plan that I would get a scholarship at a at a university that was very close to my house. It wasn't my house to. It wasn't my my dream to go to this little Christian school. But they gave me a scholarship, and I took that blessing. And it was really God's plan. They began to integrate me in the life very quickly into the life of the uh, on on campus. I. I auditioned for a small group that was on campus there and got a spot on the small traveling team and began to experiment with writing songs and singing trios. And I tell you, the Lord just began to open up opportunities for me to sing, made my first record while I was there in college, began to sell albums back in the day when we made albums. I began to Mm -hmm. sell albums there on the campus and out of the trunk of my car, and God just began (laughs) to open up this love for for singing gospel music, and He changed my heart, and He changed my mind, and I gave up that dream to sing in Motown and realized that the highest calling of God on my life was to sing for Him. I dedicated my life, my gifts, my talents to the Lord, and uh, graduated there from Spring Arbor in the mid-70s and began to teach school. I taught middle high school uh, as a middle high school music and English teacher, and right, because we musicians you know, have to out. work.
0: <laughs> What's I said, we musicians need to work, don't we?
2: No, oh, we need to work. And, I had to work a day job. But, you know, I know that it was God's plan because teaching eight years in public education really began to give me, I do believe, a very good foundation for ministry. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, by, the, by the time of 1984, I quit my job as a school teacher because I knew God was nudging me out by faith into the ministry as a full time vocation. And that's when I stepped out on faith and began to pursue God's call in my life as a full time singer and songwriter.
0: And all that teaching experience too, you know, just it's um when you do a performance it's a bigger classroom, isn't it? You still have objectives, you have as a as a Christian, as you lead people the Lord impart. God's truth to them, you know, you want them to go away with a stronger relationship, don't you? And and is, is that kind of how you viewed that? Did that teaching experience give you that extra uh, insight into what you were doing as a performer?
2: Absolutely. You know, Carol, my husband said almost just exactly what you just said. He said, Daddy, you didn't quit teaching school. Mm-hmm. The classroom just got bigger.
0: Yes, amen. It's so true. And
2: I began to see the same principles, that same discipline that I established, even as an elementary school kid, beginning to be the wonderful foundation for ministry and studying God's Word and writing songs and recording music and preparing my heart to minister to people. And I can look back over my, the course of my life in ministry and see how God has just beautifully orchestrated it all. He's opened up so many wonderful doors of opportunity 32 years of ministry as a full-time vocation, and I don't believe God has finished with me yet. I believe the best is still yet to come.
0: One of the exciting things I was reading in your bio is how many languages your songs have been translated in, you know, just it's so global uh, and so many people not only in the United States and North America, but all over the world and oh, how God has just blessed you. and that's a great testament to your parents and all that they did for you growing up and that giving you the word, the solid word as you started out. I know that you've um, been at Billy graham Crusades if if our listeners, uh, Don't remember this. I certainly do. Women of Faith conferences, Grammy Awards, Carnegie Hall. Isn't that awesome? And for presidents and Margaret Thatcher, Michael Jordan. Did they let you out in the court? Is that what that happened there?
2: (laughs) You don't want to see me on the basketball court. But I I used to sing for a um, success seminars, a wonderful gathering of business people in big arenas, and they would always have presidents and, and um, you know, athletic uh, personalities and some Hollywood people who's, whose lives were really dedicated to the Lord, and they would ask me to come and, and sing. Mm-hmm. And I remember singing just uh, right after the, uh, the close of the Gulf War and General, Arnold, uh, General Norman Schwarzkopf, was the speaker that day and just before they would have a president or a general like a a general colin powell or or some political figure to come and speak i would always sing the song god bless the usa and the war had just ended and general Schwarzkopf was going to be the speaker and i stepped up stepped up to sing god bless the usa he was back there in behind stage dressed in his beautiful dress blues and they had indoor pyrotechnics, and it was just a moment that was just charged with excitement and electricity and i I finished my song, and I walked backstage as they were introducing the general, and he had tears streaming down his face, and he embraced me with that big old bear hug, and oh, I just melted and just to just to know that he was impacted, and his life was blessed, and mine was blessed, and the people were blessed. It was just one of those. Moments that you know that was just a God
0: moment. It was, and Babbie, your voice is like velvet, and the Holy Spirit is so evident in you. We're going to come back and hear about Babbie's women's conferences, her uh, teaching, her new book. I can't wait. We'll be right back with Babbie Mason. Attention event planners, Carol Brewer brings both the message and the music as she presents the King and I Women's Retreat. You'll deepen your walk with Jesus as you discover the heart-healing truths that establish your real identity as an heiress in His kingdom. Be refreshed and reassured in His presence and delight in singing His praises. Carol works closely with each event planner, ensuring a successful life-transforming weekend away. Learn more at BibleChicks.com. Back with incredible singer, songwriter, teacher, and you live on a farm in Georgia. That sounds so cool, also. So I'm waiting to hear a little bit about that, too. Welcome back, Babby Mason.
2: Thank you, Carol. It's good to talk with you today.
0: Yes. Tell me about your book. I want to hear about that Embraced by God, celebrating who and whose you are. What a beautiful Boy, title.
2: Carol, the book was born out of my own personal experience and walk with the Lord. And one Sunday morning, I was sitting next to my husband in our Sunday morning worship service at the church, and the pastor said, kind of in his uh, opening remarks, like a little crowd breaker, he said, turn to your neighbor and say to your neighbor, I am God's favorite. And I said those words, but it felt a little awkward with those words coming out of my mouth. I wasn't quite sure that... I really understood where that was going or what being God's favorite really meant. And I went on a search. I went searching into the scriptures to to find out if that was even possible. Can you really be God's favorite? Does God even have favorites? And I discovered a passage in John chapter 17, verse 23, the, the passage that encompasses the high priestly prayer of Jesus as he is praying for his disciples just in those hours, those days, shortly before going to the cross. Jesus was praying Mm -hmm. for his disciples and for us. Verse 20 in that chapter chapter says he's praying for those who would believe the message of the disciples, which means over, just as Jesus was facing the cross, he was thinking of us and he was praying for us. And he says this in verse 23. He says to the Father, I am in you, I am in them, and you are in me, that they may be completely one. Then the world will know that you sent me and that you love them just as much as you love them. And I've always known that God loves me, but that day my eyes were opened to the, to the powerful truth that God loves me and God loves you, Carol, and God mm-hmm. loves the listeners just as much as he loves his son. Yes. And the truth of that just began to boggle my mind and it filled my heart with awe and wonder that God could love me just as much as he loves his very own son. And the the depth of the study just began to rock my world and change my entire faith walk with the Lord to discover that God could love me like that. And out of that love... Uh, revelation came a love revolution and this book called embraced by god and a bible study for women called embraced by god and a cd of beautiful songs that would carry the theme through called embraced by god all of this beautiful music all of this wonderful teaching was born to help women understand more clearly that we are loved by god just as much as he loves his son
0: and God calls us to, in your case, in my case, we just have, really have a heart to reach out for to women. Well, Bible chicks, that's why we have a Bible chick show. And why? how did God lay that on your heart specifically for women? After doing so many concerts and, you know, all church concerts, why did you feel called to sort of not narrow the field so much, but just be more specific in an area to women and their needs?
2: Well, you know, Carol... The Lord has always established a track record in my life. One thing has always led to another. Singing began to lead to. St- to writing songs, and writing songs began to writing devotionals, and writing devotionals began to uh, led into writing books, Mm -hmm. and I began to, you know, as this whole uh, season of women's conferences began to be born, we began to see wonderful women's conferences, like uh, your local church would have a women's conference, or an organization would have a women's conference, and then Women of Faith was born, and those core speakers like Patsy Claremont and Lucy Swindoll and Marilyn Lieberg and and Sheila Walsh and Thelma Wells, they didn't always speak for women of faith. They they were speaking in women's conferences and church women's conferences, and I would come and sing, and I would look at those women, and they would minister to me so powerfully, and I would listen to them, and I would pray as I would sit in my seat, and I would say, God, I think I could do that. I would love to do that. And as the, and then the next year when I would be with them again somewhere in the world, and I would say, God, I want to do that. And then another year would go by and I would say, God, would you please help me to do that? You yes. know that passion to minister to women because I'm one of those women. I, I I find myself in need. I find myself wanting more of Jesus. I find myself in a crisis, and I need to hear His word. I need to know His promises for my life. I need to know how to navigate the the potholes and the pitfalls of life. And and Carol, one day we would say, you know, out of the clear blue, or I would get this random phone call, but we know that nothing is random with yes. God. Yeah. I got this phone call out of the blue, totally unexpected. As a matter of fact, I thought my brother was, I have a brother who likes to call me and play, you know, throw his voice and play funny phone calls with me sometimes. <laughs> I thought this was him. I got a phone call out of the blue from a publisher that said, We were in a meeting this morning and we were, we we're opening up a new line of books, starting a new line of books, and your name came up, and he said, Would you like to write a book for us? Now, we as authors know that we work hard writing book proposals and pre- presenting book proposals and, and query letters and all of, and that hardly ever happens, but it happened to me that day. Actually, a book publisher, Abingdon Press, called me and asked me if I would like to write a book for them, and it was in that season when I was basking in the deep end of being embraced by God, and that uh, is how the books, and they loved the book so much they said, we've got to do a women's Bible study on this, and I recorded the CD, and that was how it happened. They asked me to do another Bible study. And the, the follow-up book and Bible study is called This I Know For Sure. And what began to happen in my life, Carol, is I, as I began to understand that God loves me just like I am, He wants me to grow and change, but He 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 doesn't know, He knows that I can't do the changing on my my own. I need Him to grow me, to mature me, to help me navigate my life from season to season. It's all about Him. And yes. as I began to grow this confidence in Him, I began to understand that I might have questions, but God knows all the answers. And that I'm not to to obsess over what I don't know, but I am to stand on the truth of what I already know about God. And that is how the the book and the Bible study and another CD, another project began to be born. That project called This I Know For Sure. And I'm working on... I just put on put the last period on the last edits this morning on my next book called I Am a Daughter of the Most High King. So you can try this is that beautiful? Yes. I see the and see how one thing has led to another and God has orchestrated it all
0: and you're teaching, your heart of teaching, you're still using that now. You're teaching others through your seminars. You're you're teaching uh, your college professor, uh, Professor Mason. And you know, you also have given me an opportunity through babbymasonradio.com as you reach out to so many indies and give them opportunities. And I just thank the Lord for your heart to helps so many. And, and why are you not holding back some of your secrets? You know, as far as, uh, you know, you're, the things that you've learned, you're not holding those back. You're sharing them. Why do you have such a wonderful heart to do that?
2: Well, because I know the value of sharing information. I know how my life was changed as a matter, as a result of someone sharing valuable information with me I attended a, co- a conference years ago, and and I knew that I loved songwriting. But I went to a a conference out in Estes Park, Colorado, years ago, and sat up under some wonderful teaching by some of the greatest songwriters and publishers in the world. And had they not shared their knowledge with me, I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. Yes. Uh, with what I'm doing today, and so I understand the value of of giving information away. You know, there's a there's a quote. That Irma, Irma Bombeck said years ago that I that I made a note of, and she said, "When I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left, and could say I used everything You gave me." And that really is my prayer. I want to use all my gifts for the Lord. I I want to share information and build up the kingdom, and and allow others to realize success because. When they have success, I have success when they're when they're reaching their goals, I'm reaching my goal. when they're fulfilling their their purpose, I'm helping them to do that. I'm fulfilling mine, and so i I think that God would be pleased with that, and that's really the ultimate goal is because I want to live a life that is pleasing to God. I want to see him smile, I want to have His blessings upon my life, and uh, that's that's really my heart's prayer.
0: Well, I can tell you, I am certain that God is smiling right now. And I just want to ask you and Babbie to take a moment to pray for our listeners right now. And I just thank you so much for being with us today, for your thoughts. And I uh, want you to take time now to pray.
2: Heavenly Father, I thank you for this wonderful ministry. I thank you for my friend Carol and how our lives have intersected and how she is blessing my life and how she is such a blessing to all those that are listening a show, including me. Father, I pray for our dear listener today, and I pray, God, that they would run after you with all of their heart, with a deep passion, that they would find their will and their purpose and their peace in knowing you. Bless them today and always. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Baby, thank you so much for being with us. You are such a blessing. Um, gosh if anybody wants to and i don't know we might as well run run to the lord first take time to be in his presence and then go get babby's music and 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 find out more about her training and her teaching her products all that she has to offer so many wonderful cds and you know so much and you can get that at babby.com b a b b i e That's www.babby.com. Thank you again, Babby, for being with us, and God bless you in all that you do.
2: Thank you, my friend.
0: We're going to be blessed now by one of Babby's wonderful songs, Lay Your Burden Down.
3: long for healing Your smile has turned into a frown So many questions that find no answers Then come and lay your burden down If you are so worn and wounded, your soul is level to the ground. Find all you need at the feet of Jesus if you will. Some trouble Or a temptation A weight of sin
0: moment to lay your burden down wherever you are, whatever you're doing, lay it down right now. Give it to Jesus and God bless you as you do. Thanks for joining us today on Bible Chicks. I'm so glad you had a chance to be with us today. What an incredible story from Babby, and I'm glad you had a chance to hear it. So make sure to visit us and find out more. You'll see this program archived at BibleChicks.com. You can listen again and again. And then also go to Bible Chicks with Carol on Facebook. I look forward to seeing you there. Thanks again. In Him we live, move, and have our being.
1: Believing, living is word. Praying, never receiving all the truth that we've heard. Loving and growing and hoping our faith is showing.
2: Don't you know we're Bible chicks?